Well, it promises to be a great contest. This uh, Melbourne Storm, uh, they really took it to Manly. Manly seething from that loss. And uh, I reckon they've learned a thing or two. Um, for them, Tommy Turbo, as we all know, was well and truly contained by Melbourne. Um, up against the Roosters. And uh, we know this is sudden death. The Roosters, as as I said yesterday, they, they just keep on keeping on. Um, you throw a hurdle in front of them and they seem to jump it. Well, will this be their last hurdle tomorrow night? Calling the game for us on SEN will be none other than Brett Finch. And Finchie joins us on higher ground. How are you, champ? G'day, wife. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, you're right. They uh, Manly would have learned a lot from uh, Melbourne defeat. But I tell you who else would have learned a lot, Trent Robinson. So, mm. um, you know, what he's done with the club this year after all his achievements, you know, three premierships in his time there, including back-to-back, this is arguably, you know, up there. And, and you're right, it's another hurdle. Ferrell's obviously uh, they lost another player, so it's uh, another challenge in front of them. But I certainly give them a good chance. I think I think they'll be right up for the match. Talk about Verrills in a moment, Finchie. Um, and, of course, you uh, you lost two grand finals, didn't you, with yes. the Roosters in, in your four yep. four years there. Um, it's a wonderful club. We know that. And it's, it's one mm-hmm. of the most successful clubs, you know, over the past decade or, or so. Um, and this bloke, Robbo, we know he can coach. He's won a couple himself. People say they are surprised uh, that the fact that the Roosters have still managed to, to be here in week mm. two of the finals, given given their, their run with injuries and, and retirements and all that. Yeah. But even even so, Brett, like, you look at their lineup, it's still bloody strong, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Why? And, and one thing, it's a bit like the Melbourne Storm when there's a standard in culture um, and then expectation in a certain club, you know, while you lot might lose, um, you know, some high-profile players, which the, the, the Roosters certainly have, it's a, it's a next-man-up mentality. And, and what you get, you may not get a player with the same amount of skill, but you certainly get a player who, you know, who uh, who gives his all to the club, you know, who, mm. who his work rate and, and his effort levels are the same, you know what I mean? So, you know, while you might lose a, a touch of quality, you're not losing out on enthusiasm or effort. And that's why the great clubs continue to keep keeping on. And, and Robbo's done that. He's the longest-serving coach in the club's history. And, you know, just going back to my time there, I remember, you know, we we won, a, we won the, we come second in uh, 2003. We were minor mm. premiers in 2004, and we lost by three points in the grand final. And then we missed the semis, you know, five. And and I remember going into those six, and my, you know, I was virtually told clearly, this is, you, we make the semis, or, you know, we're not too sure if we're going to re-sign you. So that's the expectation at the place. Um, and, and Robbo, um, you know, being at the top of that, he certainly um, led the way in that regard for the Chooks. So mm. uh, Manly won't have it all their own way. I think, I think the Roosters, have got, I think Robbo's got one more trick up his sleeve. I think they can do a good job against Manly. Mm. It's an enthralling contest uh, right across the park, but the, the one battle we're all um, licking our lips over is this uh, battle of the number ones, uh, arguably yeah. the two best players in the world. Correct, Tom yeah. Trebojevic against James Tedesco. Will they be thinking about this individual battle? Do you think? Um, you know what? Any sort of player, it's in the back of their mind because we're all we've all got egos and we all want to be known as the best in our position. Mm. Well, it's not so much like you know the eighties and nineties where there's you know a straight out matchup against your opposite number. They will in the back of their mind knowing if they play better than their opposite number, it mm. gives their team a better chance of winning because they're so dominant within their team. So there's no doubt about that. We've seen Manly, you know, Melbourne put the brakes on Tom and all of a sudden, 
you know, the, the manly juggernaut come to a, a complete halt. Um, mm. and, and we've all known how great Tom, uh, Tedesco's been this year. Now, while Tom's blown everyone away and, and deserved all the raps, and rightly so, he's been incredible. What Tedesco's done in an in- injury-ravaged season, and not only that, he's been pushed up into a leadership role with, with their three or four of their big best leaders retiring or injured, yeah. uh, has been just as impressive. He's been superb, Tedesco, and really taking on that leadership role. So yeah. you're right, Why? If they're not two of the best players in the world, they're in the top three or five, aren't they? So mm. um, they're both incredible, and, and their performance will go a long way to either team winning um, tomorrow night. It's Finchy, you touched on Melbourne. Yes, they did put the brakes on Tom. In, in your eyes, how did they do it? Because that's exactly what that's exactly what the Roosters will try and do. And before you answer that, in my opinion, they silenced a few players around Tom. Exactly right, and mate. So and even for the the, the Panthers coming against get Parramatta, the blueprints there from last week from the loss, you know. So you know, just like Melbourne, everyone's beatable. But with, with Manly, you know, they kick they kicked high into the corners. You know, there was good mm. go forward for starters. So. With good go forward, instead of having to punt it long and him catching on the full, you're finishing around halfway or just inside their half, mm. and you can go high to the corners and land it inside the you know, 15 metres to the goal line. So, so you're making him come out of the corners. When they shifted it wide, that they backed off. They didn't attack him. They backed off, waited for the cavalry to come from inside. Then they attacked him with numbers, mm. and that's what they did a lot. So they attacked him with numbers. So it, it takes a lot of energy in defence, but you've got to be committed to that. But the most important thing why was. They, can, they held onto the ball. You know, they had 60% possession mm. and they completed at 93%, which, you know, one thing you can do by starving a great attacking player is keep the ball away from him. Mm. And, and that's what they did. So the Roosters, not traditionally no, known to hold the ball, you know, you know their completion rate's never been, um, you know, one of the best in the competition. But no. if they can hold the ball and, you know, you limit their, their opportunities, that, that's the best way of doing it. So the blueprint's there for an upset for both teams this weekend. Executing it like the Melbourne did is a different story. So we'll see yeah. how it uh, all pans out. It's funny, isn't it? Finals football. It might be finals football, but the basics don't change. You know, um, keep the, keep that's, hold that's of the bloody ball. Like, yeah. And the same things that won the game 30 years ago are the same things that win now. And yeah. We can bring in new plays and different types of athletes or different types of players, but you know the same simple things. It's really a simple game if you execute the simple things well. More often than not, you know, you get the, the mm. end result you're looking for. Possession is gold. All right, Sam Verrills, mm. um, quickly before before we talk about the replacements and, and, and that mm. with Ben Marsky expected to come in, what did you think of that grade two and the two-week ban? Oh, mate, I I find it's a tough one. I, again, I'm looking through the, the glasses I played when I, you know, from my era. You know, that, and there's no way that's a two-week ban. Mm. Um, but again, there, there's new rules, there's new interpretations, obviously the concussion is a big thing we've got to protect people. So I totally understand it. I understand why they gave him two weeks. But again, it's, it's you know, not that you say back in my day, you always look and think, geez, he's going to miss a, a you know, an elimination final for this. It's, it's a pretty tough on top of what they've had all year, two weeks. So, um, But that's the way it goes. And, and we know those things are in place now. You look what South did. They lost arguably one of the, arguably their best player and they come out and had their best win of the year. So, well, it's a big loss, especially for Verrills, because he punches out 80 minutes in that number nine position. Um, again, that, that Roosters mentality will be, you know, we can't do on it, next man up, and, and let's move on. Mm. So Ben, ben Marsky, then he, he becomes, in effect, the, the third choice hooker. 
Uh, no Jake Friend, no Sam Verrill. So Marshke will come in. Sam Walker, uh, Finchy, he, he, he yep. exploded onto the scene in his first few games. He was out of this world. Then he succumbed, I think, to a shoulder problem, which he's carried throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And he's been sort of protected a bit by his coach in recent weeks. He only got about 10 minutes last week, but came on yep. and virtually won the match for the Roosters against the Titans. Where would you be using him? Would you be giving him more game time and, and how? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, Mar, because now, there's no doubt at the start of the year that the, the preferred halves were Lockie Lamb and, and Luke Keary. All of a sudden, those two guys, well, Luke's been out virtually all year. Lockie spent a lot of time on the sidelines. So I, I think he had a plan of, of blooding um, young Sam at some stage, but, you know, being able to pick and choose when to use him. He's ended up having to play most of the season, which is a marvellous effort for a young kid, and he's done tremendously well. Um, I'm not too sure how you use him. It's hard carrying a halfback on the bench. For, for a halfback, it depends what time a halfback is. But for, for me, say, example, my, I, my strength was, was my competitiveness over the 80 minutes. You know, carrying me on the bench was really irrelevant because I, I would, probably wouldn't come on and make an impact in 10 or 15 minutes. Mm. Well, with Sam, well, they held him back and it just goes to show you the temperament of the kid and he his attitude, they throw him on and he just goes and kicks the winning field goal like a yeah. walk in the park. It's, yeah. it's amazing, you know, like yeah. to, to come into a semi-final of that high pressure uh, and, and and get your rhythm and insert yourself in the game is actually quite hard. Uh, and he did it like a seasoned veteran. So I'm not too sure how Robbo's going to use him. He's certainly got that maverick gunslinger type personality who is willing to try something. So, mm. um, you know, if they do get behind, they, he, he does have that sitting on the bench, Sam Walker, who... Um, certainly has the ability to, to pull a rabbit out of the hat. I'm talking to a maverick gunslinger, aren't I, Finchie? <laughs> it's hey, a um, bit like that, Mike, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, finally, quickly, um, who wins? Who wins uh, Roosters-Manly? I think Roosters can win, mate. I, I really do. And that's only if they can execute a similar plan to, to mm-hmm. last week. It's a bit bit same for the, the Penrith game. The, lo- the longer the Roosters can hang with Manly and the longer Parramatta can hang with Penrith, the more pressure it builds on the favourites, you know. Mm. Um, you know, the Manly, by far and away, have a better better list, 1-17. to 17. On paper, they're expected to win. On paper, they're expected to win well. But, mate, you've been around footy as long as I have. That doesn't always uh, go the, the way that it's planned. So, no. Um, well, as I, know, said, so yeah, as I said to you, mate, I think, I think it's still a very good 1-17 to 17 that the Roosters will put out there. So, I reckon and, it'll be and that's the thing, ding-dong mate, battle. Hundred percent, you know, hard graves, mate. Radley is outstanding player. He's superb. Yeah. Tedesco. There's plenty of A-list quality players in that team. I think because of the amount that's been uh, have retired or been out injured, they sort of, you sort of those guys have sort of flown mm. under the radar. But you're right, they've still got plenty of match winners and premiership winners in their team who who know how to get the job done. So, you know, I'm going to lean towards a couple more. I've got, I've got a lot of former clubs, well, as you know, but I, I think both former clubs of mine could cause an upset this weekend. So. We'll see how we go. All right. Well, you're talking about Parramatta and Penrith, Battle of the West. Mm-hmm. So that's the game on Saturday. Junior Paulo, he's free to play. He copped a fine. Um, Penrith, though, Finchy, I mean, all the pressure's on them. I, I wonder I wonder how much that rattled them last weekend, losing a game they were expected to win against Souths. Exactly right. And, and the crazy thing is why the, the, the Panthers have dominated two years of footy, but all of a sudden are 80 minutes away from nothing to show for it. Yeah. And, and that's pressure. So... You know, as any player, I know it doesn't play on your head, but they wouldn't expect to be playing this weekend. They would have thought, well, we've got the weekend off. We're one win away. But mm. there will be a lot of pressure on, on um, the Panthers. Uh, interesting, the, the press conference, I think Cleary's either a genius by deflecting mm. how poorly his team played and copying the heat. 
or it showed there's a few cracks in the wall. So while they are deserved favourites, and it'll be interesting if they bounce back, um, again, South showed a blueprint by high energy in defence, um, being aggressive, plenty of enthusiasm. You can get get amongst this, get amongst the Panthers, and I think they've done a pretty good job. If you can sort of can control Nathan and, and Isaiah at lock there, it can take a, take away from the rest of the guys. So I think Jerome uh, Lua, he really relies to playing off the back of uh, Nathan Cleary and Isaiah, and if you can sort of contain them, uh, it sort of takes uh, Jerome out of the game. And obviously, they did a great job on Brian Toto from the backfield. So, mm. the blueprint's there. Whether they can execute it, you know, the, the Parramatta Eels, I think they're playing with a bit of momentum now. Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard were superb. And Mitchell Moses probably had his best finals game. So, mm. they'll go on with confidence. And it'll be a tough job because Pen- Penrith deserve to be favourites. But I think they can get the job done. Plenty, plenty of people um, over over the years, not just this year, p- prepared to throw stones at Mitchell Moses, you know, um, and criticise oh. him. But he played probably his best football I've seen for a long time last weekend against Newcastle. Uh, his birthday today, by the way, um, Mitchell Moses. But uh, he needs to fire, doesn't he? And he would love to get one up on Nathan Cleary. Yeah, he would. And he, he needs to fire because unlike a lot of teams where they've, they've got – you know, strike from their fullback or their lock or their five eight. Mitchell's a lot of their strike. You know, Nathan Brown's at lock, who's a tremendous player. He's as tough as they come, but he's not like a, a Victor Radley who mm. can create things ball playing wise. Dylan Brown's sort of not you know, a bit like the Jerome Law, he feeds off his halfback, more a running five eight. Um so a lot of it does come down to Mitchell and um if the two front rollers can lead like they did last week, Paul Owen and Regan Campbell Gillard will certainly create some space for Mitchell. And when he runs, mate, he he got over, I think, 145 metres last week. When he first thought his run, and that's his strength. Um, and you're right, he's, he's taken the team now to the finals, you know, four, four out of the last five years. You know, there's plenty of halfbacks out there who haven't done that. So um, I think he's one of those players, and I certainly know the feeling that you either love him or hate him. Um, and what he, whatever he does, he's never going to please some of his... Uh, mm. critics, but uh, I think he's done a hell of a job and he's a key man for Parramatta this week. Alright, mate. Yeah, yeah, 27. He turns to, uh, turned 27 today, Mitchell Moses. Oh, so. What would it be like to be 27 my age? Oh, can you remember it? Can you remember it? <laughs> Where was I? Where were, I was in Perth. You used to get away with murder back then. It was glorious. I was over in, I was yeah, over in Perth. Responsibility with... <laughs> comes in your older. I don't like <laughs> I was over in Perth with a few blokes. Uh, MG, um, yes, Julian O'Neill. Mate. It, it was also known as the Western Reds Lunatic Asylum over there. They just sent the crazy ones to the other side of the country. Yes, yes, uh, good old days. All right, mate, thanks for joining us, Finchie. Uh, you're calling tomorrow uh, w- with Sugar, are you? No, I think I'm Jimmy. with Noddy and Jimmy Smith tomorrow. Okay, so, all right. Um, they've got their uh, their best to contain me screaming and carrying on in the uh, in the commentary booth. All right, and then I guess it'll be Cooey Corner um, a little bit later on tomorrow night, maybe. Well, after. I'm not too sure. Jimmy, well, Jimmy doesn't do Cooey Corner. He doesn't like it, I don't think. So um, I think, especially with the finals too, Cooey Corner might not be on during Well, the put him in a headlock. We'll get those guys. Put him in a headlock yeah, and tell him, mate, it's Friday night. It's Cooey <laughs> time. <laughs> it's Friday night or the boys are ready for it. So right. it'll be interesting to see how we go. All right, mate. Look forward to it. Thanks for chatting. See you, mate. There he is, uh, the one, the only, Brett Finch. You are listening to Higher Ground.